Good morning. Daniel chapter 3. Okay, so who knows what Daniel chapter 3 is about? Who's, who's read ahead? See that? The story of the fiery furnace. Now this is not just one of the most well-known uh, accounts or stories of the book of Daniel. It's one of the most well-known probably in the whole Bible. So you guys probably know the elements of the story. So, so I want to, I want to, I want to hear the story. So, uh, how does it start? All right. So this is great, Mike. And this was not a plant. And uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm going to call out some things. And, and this is a this is a good example. And I think if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said the exact same thing. One of the cool things about going through a familiar story is to figure out what you got right and what details do we need to sharpen up on. Uh, there is a discipleship program where people, it's called storing, I've mentioned this concept before, where you learn um, a story from the Bible so well that you can tell it with great detail um, in the same way that the Bible does. So, um, Nebuchadnezzar built something for the, the, state, the purpose of discussion, we'll call it a statue. And then what happened? And he said, he said, a decree went out through all the land, you need to bow down before this. And then what happened? What? Daniel didn't. Another answer? When they played the music, they had to bow down. When they played the music, they had to bow down. Who else? It wasn't a little statue. It was 90 feet tall and it was nine feet wide. 90 feet tall, nine feet wide. What else? What happened next? The three young Jews, and those three young Jews were named? Right? And not Daniel. Not Daniel. We don't, we don't hear about Daniel in this story. What else? Well, then what happened? They were thrown in the furnace. Mike just cuts to the condensed version. They were thrown in the furnace, and they didn't burn up. And then what happened? Somebody said there's somebody else in there. And who said that? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar said that. Well, I know you said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I said that. Yes, you did. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar said that. And then what happened? They didn't burn up. They came out of the furnace. Yeah. Right? They didn't even smell like they'd been near a fire. That's fascinating. And then what happened? Nebuchadnezzar worships God, you might say, and certainly sends out a decree through all the land. We'll look at that as well. All right, so that took us, um, according to the recording here, about three minutes and 35 seconds to go through the story. Uh, one of the... F Who remembers... Uh, Eight-track tapes. <laughs> All right, who remembers cassettes? So one of the first cassettes I ever had was of the wonderful Stadler Brothers. The Stadler Brothers tell this story in two minutes and 36 seconds. 
And that includes an intro by the man in black, Mr. Johnny Cash. So we're going to hear the story. Excuse me, sir. Oh. New Nissan Rogue, Carolina alumni personalized tag. That ain't the office. It's in the parking lot. You park on that side, it's running. It's what? It's running. It's locked up and running. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that was a timely announcement. <laughs> and no jeering from the Clemson fans. That's, that's, that's very generous. All right, let's see, we might have to adjust the, the audio, but all right, here we go. Thank you very much. We hope you're enjoying the show this evening. And next, we'd like to present uh, a group that's working our show regularly. Uh, four young men from Virginia who are really brothers. The Statler brothers are one of our favorite spirituals. The fourth man here at the Statler brothers. A story from the good book we know A story about a miracle that happened long ago We hope that you'll take courage when you patient you meet There's somebody watching you who's strong when you're weak They come up to the will of God so we are told They were not bowed each with idols made of gold They were protected by the bold man in the fire They wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, they wouldn't now Prophet Daniel tells about three men who walked with God Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, full of wicked kings they stood And the king commanded them bound to throw them in the fiery furnace that day But the fires were hot, and the men were slain, and forced them on the way Now when the people cast in, the king rose up to witness his awful faith He began to tremble at what he saw on a stocking stone in his face Did we not pass three men bound into the midst of fire? Although I see four men unhurt, unbound and walking down there. So Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the fiery holes they trod, and the form of the poor man that I see is like the Son of God. They wouldn't bend, they wouldn't do the will of God, so we are told they wouldn't bow. They wouldn't bow beneath his idols made of gold. They wouldn't bow. They weren't protected by the boat that in the fire. They wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, they wouldn't burn. Not bad, huh? I love that. Um, now, so there were some details in that video that weren't exactly right. Did anybody catch one? There's two I know of. One is, um, they're not all four brothers. <laughs> on the Sattler Brothers, uh, only the two on the left, uh, the most wonderful bass uh, uh, of any quartet, I think, and, and the baritone next to him that did the, the most of the story. Uh, they are actually brothers. The other two aren't brothers, but certainly act like brothers. Um, and then we'll get to the 
second one in a minute. All right, so let's walk through and let's see what else we can get out of this uh, as we go through. Uh, verse 1, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. So, made an image of gold. Now, in my mind, I always pictured um, a, a, a statue type person and I think it must be the echo of chapter 2 where we did have that man description and somehow in my mind I put those things together uh, they think that probably wasn't right if you think about it 9 feet by 90 feet that's like 8 stories tall um, they, most people think this was probably an obelisk uh, like the Washington Monument is an obelisk uh, they were big in Egypt had probably, Nebuchadnezzar probably seen some of these on his various conquests, and they would write the story of famous uh, battles on the sides of the obelisk. And so this kind of makes sense, right? Uh, if you're going to worship this thing, um, if you have a, uh, you know, someone who really is wanting all the glory for themselves, it makes sense that you'd put your conquests on the side of this. So um, probably uh, not a, a picture of a person, or if it was, probably at the very top, um, because it was certainly not proportional to a human. An image of gold, uh, probably gold overlay. Uh, if it was pure gold, it, there's no way structurally it would have that held if it was pure gold. Um, I was 60 cubits and breadth 6 cubits, uh, 9 feet as dad said. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Uh, Dura means walled off area. Apparently there were a lot of these walled off areas. They've actually found a walled off area 6 or 8 miles from where they think Babylon was that had a big brick base and maybe this is where it was. So archaeology once again catching up to the Bible. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the, government, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the de dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Uh, this is an important detail because it's actually repeated another one and a half times. The point was all the officials, all the people that were representing the people were there. And we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been given a responsibility. They were in charge of folks as well. So you have all the leaders that are present have been called there. Verse 3, then the same group of people, they gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image, and the herald proclaimed aloud, now, it sounds like they may have been gathered together under a little bit of false pretenses. They're there for a ribbon cutting, and turns out there's a church service that's fixing to happen. A little bit different. Verse 4, and the herald proclaimed aloud. Now, this is fascinating to me right there. You've probably got a few hundred, perhaps a thousand people, and this one herald who was probably chosen because he had the loudest voice but it's still a lot you are commanded O peoples nations and languages that when you hear the sound of the horn the pipe the lyre the trigon the harp the bagpipe and every kind of music you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up the 
um, critics of the world look at this and they don't see an orchestra they see forgery they see wait a minute all these instruments some of these are Greek instruments we don't even know if some of these were invented until the second century remember this controversy I've been referencing that some people don't think Daniel was written the way it was written or when it was written they look at this list of instruments and they think that this is an element of fraud there's good explanations for that trust me on that but he had worldwide conquest so he was not um, uh, had certainly encountered places who already had these instruments so it's kind of a weak argument but some people make it anyway big big uh, orchestra there and it says verse 6 and whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning fiery furnace they think this was a type of furnace that was used to smelt ore to uh, you know burn the rock containing the metal and you know extract the uh, the metal itself so a very very hot furnace verse 7 therefore as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn pipe lyre trigon harp bagpipe and every kind of music all the peoples and nations and languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that king nebuchadnezzar had set up verse 8 therefore at that time certain chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the jews they declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. So sincere their comments are. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the hornpipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast in a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. Now bear in mind, these were the same Chaldeans that Daniel had just saved their life the chapter before, right? So this is not a grateful bunch. This is a rather jealous bunch. They were shown up as being inferior, as it turns out. Verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. And he answers and he says to them, I mean, now already he's, he is kind of giving them a second chance. In essence, he says, y'all, maybe you didn't quite hear me, but I, there's this thing, because before he says, immediately thrown into the fire furnace. So that didn't happen. Maybe he was still a little bit scared. Anyway, he says, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I've set up? Now, if you're ready, <laughs> not sweet. Now, we're, we're going to try this again. <laughs> we're going to try this again. I know, you know, maybe you just didn't get it the first time. And here we have the list of the orchestra. Whoever wrote this was obviously buddies with uh, the musicians because they wanted the whole list printed that I, I think we're up to three times at least if you're ready when you hear the orchestra and every kind of music fall down to worship the image I've made well and good but if you don't worship you shall immediately be cast in burning fiery furnace and who and who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands now that's a little arrogant right so who is the God that's gonna trump me more than a little arrogant 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. This is pretty clear. The God we serve can deliver us, and we will be delivered one way or another, I guess you might say. But whether or not God delivers us from the fiery furnace, we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image. Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar, with great restraint, no, he was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it is usually heated. I don't know how they determined that. I doubt they had a thermostat or a thermometer. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fire furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and the other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. What is the most fascinating word in that sentence? Hats. When do you ever hear about hats in scripture? Can you think of a place where you hear about hats? I'm, I'm, I'm actually interested. If you think of a place where you ever about hats in Scripture, I want to know. I think this is interesting. I did not, did not catch it. That's a good detail, Mike. They had hats. Where was I? Talk about chasing a rabbit. Here we go. Their hats and their other garments, and were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed the men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's a bad day. And these three men fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He's watching all this. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered and said to the true O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they're not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. That's the second error in the Statler video. The, the song says was like the son of God. So this is a debate. Some people think this was the pre-incarnate Christ. This was Christ um, as spirit in the fire. Um, and it could have been, it could have been um, an angel because we, we only have Nebuchadnezzar's reporting to go on, and he uses angel in a moment. In any event, there they were, and oh my gosh, can you imagine his astonishment? He's got to be thinking, maybe I'm not so great after all. Verse 26, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. I guess it's kind of calmed down a little bit by now. And he declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Now this is really interesting. 
because they are the ones that can withstand the burning fiery furnace and not be harmed but yet he stills commanding them right I can almost see one of them I don't know who the mischievous one was but can I say yeah, maybe we will maybe we won't <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that's, I love that come and get me she says <laughs> that's great <laughs> oh that's the best I love that Thanks. thank you Julie that is a come, come and get me if you're so hot. Oh, that's a bad pun. <laughs> then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men. The hair of their heads was not singed, and their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered. So here we have angel, right? Because um, he, he didn't know. I mean, um, he's just reporting. Has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Now, he was a military guy, so he has to respect loyalty, right? He had to respect that, uh, for sure. And obviously, he's seen this miracle. They set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. There's a reference um, when we get to another famous account, Daniel and the lion's den, where Daniel talks about the Lord shut their mouths and some people think that that was Jesus and that because that was Jesus with Daniel, maybe this was Jesus with uh, the, these three. Um, but they don't totally know, uh, obviously. But uh, here we have an amazing account. So what does this account say about faith and conviction? What does this account say about faith and conviction? God honors faith and conviction. God honors faith and conviction. What else? It takes courage. It takes courage to stand your ground. And there's no guarantee of safety. And there is no guarantee of safety. They knew it wasn't looking good for them, didn't they? They knew that yes salvation is going to be an option because we believe God can do it but um, but they knew it they might he might not it is a powerful testimony in fact you have to assume that one of the reasons that this is in the Bible is for the encouragement in all of history from then on the people that were going to be 
the Jews that were there. Remember, all the representatives were there, right? There were thousands of Jews already in Babylon. Who do you think they looked to as their leaders? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They were, in, they were their leaders. Had they bowed down, what would that have done to the Jewish people that were there? This was clearly an encouragement to the people who were contemporaneous with them. By the way, um, it's speculation where Daniel was. A lot of people think that he was um, off on assignment somewhere. We don't know. Uh, I think we can pretty much dismiss that he didn't, he wasn't there and didn't bow and and bowed down. Um, so, conviction. Um, it's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. Um, What else does this tell us? What else does this account tell us? It'd be better to die and serve God than it would be to live and serve a So, some of this comes down to who do you fear the most? Who do you respect the most? Who do you worship the most? Uh, I guarantee you those people that bowed down, it wasn't because they had, you know, some big thing that they were all about worshiping this obelisk. But they were afraid of Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a healthy fear of God that can probably motivate us to do certain things. Um, what else? Yeah. You know, when God works, it, it says something. It says something. This was an encouragement to the people that were there. There was persecution that has happened from then until today. And a few chapters over, we're going to hear about persecution that's talked about in Revelation. People who have that same choice of who to bow down and who to worship to. It's going to be an encouragement to those folks as well. Certainly an encouragement. The study brought me to a detail in a famous passage that I had not picked up this detail before. If you'll turn to Hebrews 11. As you're turning, I'm sure some of you already know, Hebrews 11 is what we call the, what do we call it? The honor roll of faith, the faith chapter. is where we, lit, we hear about famous people who demonstrated their faith in God and how God connected with them. Verse 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. And then we start the list beginning with Abel. And it goes on down. If you look to let's see, by verse 23 we're already to Moses Verse 32, it says, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith... And now we get some references to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I had not picked up on this. 
and even more at the end of the chapter. Verse 33, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, that's Daniel, could be David too, I guess, quenched the power of fire, I think that's our story today, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, and so forth. But listen to this, how it changes. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flocking and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains in dens and caves of the earth. All of these committed through their faith did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us they should not be made perfect. This first two-thirds, three-fourths of the chapter, we hear about the miracles and how God intervened and rescued. In this last section, we hear about the people who weren't. They weren't. They weren't spared their mocking and their flogging and their chains. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Can you imagine? They were killed with the sword. These people were so honorable, it says the world was not worthy of them. It's almost like God said, I, I want you now. Come to me now. And we must acknowledge even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even Daniel, they're not with us today. Their day came later. They died. So when, when we hear accounts like this and how God can miraculously rescue, um, we can't help but that put that in our situation and say, well, God, here's a chance for you to intervene for me. I need some rescue. And so many times he does, and he blesses us in so many ways. Um, but then there are times when we're on the other part of this where there are things that we go through and sometimes come through and sometimes move on. But God is still God. And this is the essence of, of what they said to Nebuchadnezzar that said, he will deliver us. It might be from the fiery furnace. It might be through the fiery furnace. But God, you're still God. So, a great story. It's great because it's got great imagery. It's got great characters. It's got a happy ending, which we all love. But it's a great story because it's about a really great God. A God above all of the other Nebuchadnezzar gods. A God above Nebuchadnezzar himself. A God that people are still getting to know, becoming acquainted with, 
still being persecuted for, still being seen. And this, um, this passage uh, let's see these people that went about in skins of sheep and goats destitute, afflicted, mistreated of whom the world was not worthy wandering around in deserts and mountains and I got to thinking about our friends in what we call the persecuted church and the church in the, the third world and, um, and I thought this short video um, uh, we would close with uh, to kind of help us connect with, with people who, who still need rescue and that sort of thing. Uh, if you want to look, there are a couple of um, organizations that, that talk about uh, the persecuted church. One is Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, one is uh, Open Doors. Um, both are um, uh, members of the uh, uh, Evangelical Council for Financial Authority, um, Accountability and are, are good organizations. So I'll close with this and then um, this will be... Uh, this will be our benediction. And uh, this is, uh, I think, about six months old. We have more than 1.5 million refugees coming into our country. Everyone sees in that a very big problem, but we see in that a very big opportunity. So we are trying to help these people with both hands, physically and spiritually. Many of them are coming to Christ and they are telling us we have wrong idea about Christianity. We believe that the smallest life can penetrate the greatest darkness. We believe we are in the right place at the right time. So although we were a small church, everyone is at work in this ministry, which changed everything in our church. This is how we started. With time, many of the refugees have come to Christ, so now they are doing the work. More than 70% of our team are from the refugees themselves who have come to Christ. I believe it is the day of salvation. God is doing something special with these people. And we are witnessing miracles every week. Every week we have people coming to us. So, um, if you're Lebanon and you just so happen to be in a geographically located next to a company that's having war like Syria. Think about it, one and a half million people that just decide to walk away from war and walk into your country. And those, those uh, refugee camps, I mean, how horrible. Um, so uh, gratitude for those people that are doing work. Um, I looked at a lot of videos um, and there are many, um, the work that's going on um, beneath the government's nose in North Korea, lots of stuff going on around the world. So uh, continue to, uh, to uh, keep your focus um, uh, along with our brothers and sisters like uh, you have done so much. Uh, Father, thank you uh, for this great account of your faithfulness, of your power, and help us to continue to be instruments of that uh, each day as we go along. 
uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody.